This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Another week of midweek mentions. I'm Anthony at Styano on Twitter. We have Schweitz, Howdy. Young Breezy, Samantha Young, and the five tallest mayor that ever existed, Mayor Matt Santini. You know it. Mobile tonight. Can't pin me down on anything. I'm in the car. <laughs> I'm Stu Gotsonet on the way home. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, how's everyone doing? Doing good. Having a good day. Yeah, you know, doing, doing okay. <laughs> Just finished broadcasting a state playoff basketball game. Home team did not win, so going to be a little bit of a longer drive home, but that's okay. <laughs> All right, so let's start off. I want to want to talk some topics we had on the show between Monday and Tuesday. The first topic I wanted to hit was sort of a generic one where they started talking about the five tool hockey players, and I sort of wanted to go around and talk to you about what you guys think your five tools are. What are the things that you're best at? Or what are the things that, hey, I'm actually not good at this, but my significant other is, or someone else I know is, or you know, I wish I was better at this. So, so let's go to you, Mayor Matt. What do you think? What are your five tools? Well, you know, I, I'd have to say that one of my greater strengths is empathy. I think I'm very good at trying to put myself in somebody's situation to try to understand it so I can try to, to help them out. I like helping people. I like solving problems. I would also say I'm a, I'd like to think I'm a fairly effective communicator. I can introduce comedy and I'm a good collaborator. So there's, there's my five. That's great, Mayor. It's got to be really important to be a good communicator as a mayor. You've got, you've got so many people working for you and so many people looking at you to lead. Well, you know, George Burns once said that acting is all about sincerity and that once you learn how to fake that, you got it made. So. Very good. Very good. What about you, Samantha? Other than uh, a really, really, really low calorie dip, what are your, what are your other four tools? I'm going to go oh, with one of the answers uh, Mayor said with problem solving. I would say that's probably one of my best tools I have is the dedication and to sleuth out things and just get it figured out. You give me Google and I'm good to go. Basically, I can 
figure pretty much anything out. I literally was at in my job today. I have this new program, never really used it before. And I'm digging around. I called support. They didn't understand it. I'm like, I'm just going to Google this bitch. And I figured that shit out. Let me tell you, by the end of the day, I'm an analytics pro. I know what I'm doing. And the guy, yeah. And that guy emailed me back from the support. I'm like, nah, I don't need your email. I figured this out. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. There's other elements in my work that, you know, sometimes I feel like I have like a really good creative edge. Like since a kid, I've always been super into like painting and drawing and sculpting and doing all these fun things. Like my senior year of high school, I think I took three art classes. Like I was just like, yeah, let's go for it. Why not? My job, I have to be super creative. I don't even know what my technical title is. The last thing I remember someone telling me, I'm like creative director, I guess. I have no idea. So creative is in my actual title, my email signature. (laughs) But you know, I kind of get frustrated sometimes because you ever feel like you know what you're good at and you know what's best. And then your bosses are like, yeah, no, we're going to go a different direction. Like, do you guys ever experience that? Uh, Definitely, definitely. I can say as someone who likes to have their hand in as many buckets as possible and likes to be a jack of all trades because not necessarily because I can get bored easily, but I like variety. I like doing different things. I like working on something today and working on something sort of different tomorrow. It just sort of continues to keep you know, my juices or my fire or whatever growing. So I definitely can relate to that, to being sort of in in the corporate world. Sometimes they want to pigeonhole you. You're an X and you do X and you're best at X and that's all you can do. And I much prefer to be like, I want to do A to Z because it's more fun and and Mm. because it's more enjoyable. And also because in theory, I think you'll get more out of me by doing it that way than by pigeonholing me. So, so I definitely, uh, I definitely can relate to that. Although I'll be pretty honest, my current bosses are pretty good about not being that, but I definitely have had bosses in the past that are definitely trying to, you know, oh yeah, we know you like X or we know you're good at X, but we need you to do C over here with this other person. It's like, wait, why? What? I know. I've, I've literally done like 20 different roles at this job. It's kind of crazy. I feel like I, I started coming in. I'm like, I'm going to help you guys in the marketing. They're like, you have to do entry-level work. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll grind it out. So I did like an entry-level position, worked my way up to another department, had nothing to do with marketing. Then I built out a marketing department for them. And now they don't even have marketing like on the board, but they're like, hey, we need help with bookkeeping. And they're like, hey, can you do analytics? Like, hey, can you build a system? So maybe one of my flaws is that I just don't say no because I want to figure out how to do absolutely everything. <laughs> Another reason you married Johnny, because he asked and you said yes. <laughs> Fire take by Schweitz. Schweitz, oh my gosh. Taking him out. All right, Schweitz. You set me up again. So, so what are your five tools? Uh, my five tools. The first one, I'm very, very pragmatic. I'm very just straightforward, process-oriented, want to make things easier for everybody around me while still like keeping up efficiencies. I've had tons of jobs where I had to do different things within a flow of different people. And I would always end up, you know, go to the talk to the person who would handle tasks before me, sort of figure out, okay, what can they do to make my job easier? What can I do to make their job easier? And then I'll talk to the person after me. And I find a lot of people don't usually do that. And that's like a really obvious example of that is like, if you go to the grocery store and you know, you put something on the checkout line, if you put the, you know, the heavy stuff in front, cause you're going to pack that in the cart first, 
can do that. Or even if you put the uh, barcodes facing the cashier so they could just find them easier. It's not that I always do that. It's not that I'm OCD about that, but it's sort of stuff that I sort of figure out, oh, that could make their job easier. So I'll just do it because why not? So that's one. I'm the same way with that too. When I go to the grocery store, I always bring my own bags and I'm like, okay, when I'm putting it on there, I have my zipper cooler one that I always have to make sure I'm like, this goes first. And I put all the frozen stuff here and then I have all of the, <laughs> the cold stuff behind it. And I'm like, okay, this is a dry bag. And then I can put all my dry goods, put all the vegetables together. Cause they have to put the part, like, you know, I have to figure out the weight. I'm totally on the same page with you. Oh yeah. And then that makes stuff doesn't get smashed. You know, what it is, it all gets packed in the bags together. Oh yeah. Eggs and bread always last. They always last on the chain. That's right. <laughs> so number two, I will say strength. Been doing watching a lot of strongman competitions, and I tend to just work through sickness, pain, injury. Don't usually lose a step. I'm generally a, a bit of a slower person already, but like I will just keep moving at that speed consistently until I can't walk anymore. Number three, I won't say I'm the best communicator, but I try. I will uh, get mixed up with how I want to explain things sometimes, but at least I'm very good at at least acknowledging that I'm trying to. And uh, yeah, no, I guess I'm a four tool player. Does anybody else feel like we're doing job interviews right now? <laughs> I, I mean, as much as we were doing like, like these feel like job interview style answers. We're all parents. Give me your number one tool as a parent. What do you, what do you always have in your tool belt to be like, I got this as a parent? Netflix. <laughs> Well, just, I'm going to go the other direction and say strength, certainly less now, but certainly when my kids were younger, I would be fine with just, nope, you're up, you're on my shoulder, we're out of here. Like whatever it is, <laughs> like we're not, whatever the, the argument is, the fight is, the screaming is, whatever it is, let's just, we're bouncing. I, I'm not, I'm not hanging around for the, the craziness necessarily. And also in that one of my, when I had my kids, I was very good at the football hold and all my kids <laughs> really loved being able to look at once they could hold their heads up anyway, being able to look out and see what was going on. So I, and I was able to like grab them by their belly and just swing them and then have them in like this really secure position that they happen to tend to love. So um, along the same lines of parenting, that was say, that was one of my five tools, especially when the year when my kids were younger. Anyway. Right now, my son will only let me carry him upside down if we're going up or down the stairs. <laughs> so it's like, Hey buddy, we got to go upstairs and eat upside down, daddy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can barely hold you like this right now but okay and then he just bounces his way up the stairs i will hold him by his ankles upside down every time mayor what about you so funny that you bring up this topic you mentioned job interview my daughter's 23 and she's been uh, she's actually going through a job change by her own choice just got felt like professionally she wanted to be somewhere else and so handling that transition i think direct communication and I, you know, I don't know if it's because it's an only child or, you know, she's just, we've always just treated her very much like an adult, but I think my skill is providing her with information and then allowing her to make the decision that's best for her because, you know, it's her life. It's not mine. I've had my shot and she's got to make her own decisions. Yeah. I mean, my parents have always kind of been on the same level with me. I feel like they never treated me like I was a little girl. They always treated me like I was older than I actually was, but that was kind of me too. I was always going up to the parents at like softball after softball games I'd go hang out with the parents table I wouldn't go hang out with the girls that are my <laughs> age so I think I just kind of like figure I'm like oh yeah I can talk to adults my parents talk to me and they're adults I like figure yeah. that one out 
I would say one of my tools for Cooper is redirection. I feel like when he's about to go down a tantrum spiral, because he's three and like that's their prime for the tantrum. I'm like, oh, let's go make a smoothie and then we'll make a dance out of it. And then now he's all excited and he forgot what he's upset about. And that's been my thing. I mean, I'm lucky enough. I mean, Johnny can be home at the same time with Cooper. So we're like taking turns. So it's like Johnny's having no luck. I'm like, all right, mom's tapped in. I got this. We're like a wrestling team. Misdirection is a very good tool to have as a parent, to be able to like, <laughs> whatever it is, A, to be able to recognize it early enough before whatever you're don't want to happen happens and then being able to take it in the direction. So, so that's mm -hmm. good. I'll say another one of my tools for, for parenting other than Netflix is I'm really good with dealing with repetitive noises over and over again. So if my kid <laughs> wants to hear the same song played 30 times, it won't phase me. If he's going to push the button on one of his toys that makes the annoying noise 30 times, it won't phase me. It will phase everybody else I know, but I'm fine with it. So I, I can just let him do things over and over again that other parents would have a harder time with. <laughs> that, that's, that's not a tool. That's a superpower. For real. I feel like if I was like a superhero and I had to pick one of my son's like shows, you know how like all the shows have like built characters. I think I would go with Paw Patrol's Marshall. That would be my sidekick if I had to be like a superhero. I'm like, all right, you're on my team, Marshall. You got this. Like, do you have like that ultimate sidekick you pick if like you had to out of all your kids' favorite TV show characters? My child's favorite TV show is on Netflix and it's called Trash Truck, <laughs> which consists of a giant trash truck that plays with a child. And they also have a bear and a, and a raccoon. The bear and the raccoon are named Walter and Donnie because I guess the creator was a Big Lebowski fan. And we just sort of laughed through the show because all of a sudden the trash truck, full-size trash truck, is just in the house for a slumber party or in the movie theater. And it's just going through all of these buildings because physics don't matter. But my kid loves that trash truck. So he would probably uh, be my sidekick just because he would enjoy him so much. So my youngest favorite show is Inspector Gadget, which is also on Netflix, but they redid it. And yeah. I'll be very honest, I'm much disappointed in the show compared to how, what it was when I grew up. But the psychic that I would choose would be Brain, the dog. Because he's or always Penny, the... able to get Gadget out of whatever it is that's, that he's, you know, messing himself up in or getting himself caught in. And, and also he's able to do it sort of without anyone noticing, which I think is a is a really good skill to have as a superhero or just even as a regular person, you want to get stuff done without necessarily bringing attention to it or yourself. So for me, that would be what I would choose. Now, let me tell you who I wouldn't pick. Any of the Teletubbies. <laughs> I, I would be throat punching them before very long. It wouldn't be any of the Wiggles, but I could probably, probably have to say I'd have to get, bring SpongeBob along with me just for the positivity of it. And, uh, you know, he's going to have, he's just going to have a good aura around him. I actually love Spongebob as a kid. I had a whole Spongebob themed birthday party when I turned 13. We even made Spongebobs out of sponges. It was a few creativity back in the day. That's the thing. So. <laughs> well, my, my, other, my other options could have been either Lizzie McGuire or Hannah Montana, but that had just been kind of creepy. So I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> but you will be just like, you know, I could hang out with my daughter, you know. But again, if I were to say, oh, I want Lizzie McGuire by me all the time, that, that would just be... Yeah, it's just not right. So I'm SpongeBob, final answer. <laughs> awesome. Awesome, man. So the next topic I sort of want to talk about that they covered on the show that I think sort of is a non sequitur for, for us, but 
was the idea when Dan and Stu were talking about wallets and do you still roll with a wallet? Sadly, in this crowd, we're a little bit older. So I suspect Mary and myself are going to be at one side. And I suspect Schweitz and Samantha might be on the other. But I was just wondering, do you guys roll with wallets or purses or, or something of, of, of significance? Or you just carry around your, you know, I mean, your one ID, your one credit card and $20. I'm a firm believer in having a wallet and a purse and a full set. I like, you know, I need a place for all my things to go. I've seen my sister and it literally freaks me out. And she's older than me. She's like in her older 40s. She puts just her ID and her credit card in this clear, it's clear, case on her phone. Every time she wants her credit card or her ID, she pops the case off and grabs it out of the inside of her phone case. I'm like... Are you kidding me? That's how that's what that's how you roll. You roll like that. Why? <laughs> like, Your sister is a monster. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I thought you would at least say she had one of those like cases with like a back to it where like you can put stuff in, but no, just to roll inside. That's crazy. Do you carry cash, Samantha, or are you a credit card only kind of person? I have a zipper for my cash. It stays in there on the chain. And yeah, I got just going down that route. Greg Cody would love you. What about you? <laughs> You're rolling with a wallet. You're rolling with cash. What are you doing? I have a wallet. I usually have some cash and I don't usually use my phone to pay. I think I can. Yeah. We just have tap like really quick. We have the Canada. I know had the microchips in the credit cards a little earlier than the States. So just as far as making that process pretty quick. The other nice thing in Canada, as far as change goes, you have a $2 coin, a $1 coin, in addition to your normal quarters, dimes, nickels, and pennies. So your change actually adds up. So it's worth carrying around a few bucks and change pretty easily because there's no $1 bill. How about you, Mayor? I'm going wallet. Got to be a bifold. Don't give me that trifold stuff. It has everything I need in it, including cash, because you never know when you're going to need some cash. All of the bills have got to be numerically from the back to the front, highest in the back, lowest in the front. Everybody's head facing forward, right side up. <laughs> So Canadians make fun of Americans a lot of time for their money because all of the American money is the same color, same size. So in Canada, all the bills are slightly different sizes and they're different colors. So the five's blue, the ten's pink, the fifties yellow. So it just makes it really easy to tell what you got. We Americans like the fun surprise of going through your actual like stack of cash being like, oh, a 20? Whoa, how, how did that end up in my ones? Are you, what? A 20? Like we like the surprise element. So that's the reason why we don't do color coding on our money. So is, I, I, does the dollar, like the larger the denomination, is it the larger the bill or is it go the other direction or is there any rhyme or reason to it? Like is the, the one smaller than the 50? I don't, I don't remember. There is no one. You're not familiar with the cash in the country in which you live? I am, but I don't think I've ever laid them out next to each other to, to see. Like, the sizes are very slightly like, slightly different, but the color coding, I know. You know, I feel like with Americans, though, the, the coins, at least, we could have gotten away with them being, like, different sizes for the amount they are. But we went wrong with the dime and the nickel. That's where we went wrong. Like, that, they just don't make sense. They don't line up. We're just screwing that up totally. All right, Mayor, so I have a question for you. For me, I don't carry cash. I never yeah. have cash on me. I'm totally credit, but I do have a wallet. I have one of those, I don't know, my, my friend got it for me for my birthday a couple years ago. It's like a cool metal wallet where it's just like, 
basically, it's two pieces of metal wrapped in a band, and then you put all your stuff in, and then you just have to go in and fish out what it is. But it's also got like a bottle opener on the side, and it's supposed to like if you're caught in a house, there's a way you can like break a window with an edge, and it's like a whole bunch of like weird cool features that you would never use, but it's like cool. I can sort of I have this sort of thing that uh is it called a five tool wallet? You know what? I I think <laughs> it's actually got about six or seven tools based on <laughs> based on the instructions, but I've never used any of them. So what you're saying it's a Swiss Army knife of wallets. It is very much a Swiss Army knife of wallets. And what I like is because I have like, well, not a lot of credit cards, but a lot of cards between ID, one for work, another one for to get in the door, like all oh, a bunch of different things. I like having a thick wallet that I can have. Or I like having a wallet that where I can have a, a lot of cards in it because I end up just carrying so many of them. But Mayor, I have a question for you going back to your money thing. Why do you put the highest denomination in the back? Because then if you ever fold it, everyone sees your 50 or your 20 versus if you put the higher denominations in the middle, everyone thinks you just have a stack of ones. Well, who's looking inside my wallet other than me? Okay, well, that's fair. I just thinking if you're going in, I know, uh, and, and some of that is my crazy grandmother used to say, never let anyone know how much money you had on you. Yeah. But that just made me think oh, when, you, I, when you said that, the way you you, you, you stacked your, your dollars, your money. Well, because most of the time, if you're going to buy something, it's probably usually a smaller purchase. I mean, I usually have a, a probably, a, I'll have some ones in the front, and then it's usually sandwiched with a hundy in the back. So, and then a lot of some 20s in between there. So if I'm pulling from the front, I mean, oh, you know, when I got a small something, I just kind of rifle through to what I need. Might be a little bit odd, but, and again, I do credit cards something or you know somebody's an employee's kid might have a fundraiser or something you got to drop them a 20 or you never know when you're going to need that i also usually have i don't use cash too much but i usually have at least 40 bucks on me if i'm just like around just because yeah, you never know if the credit card doesn't work or you need cash or something like that. Also, I need to make a correction. All of the Canadian bills are the same size. I was thinking of something else and I apologize. You are kicked out twice. Thank you. Hey, I do have a I do have a follow-up question with a different color money. Does it follow the same color code as Monopoly money? I don't know, you know but I don't money? think so. Because you literally took it out of my brain. <laughs> yeah. That's it's it's worth about the same, but it's <laughs> Yeah, the exchange rate over here is about the same as that. Yeah, ne next time we play Monopoly, if we ever do, I'll uh, I'll just sneak some real currency into the game and just cheat. Just to see what happens. So I want to jump off on something else that you uh, brought up a little bit ago, Schweitz. You said as far as paying with your phone. Mayor Matt, do you ever use your phone to pay for anything? Technology wall, no. I'll Venmo people things, but Apple Pay, sorry, go pull out the credit card. I can do the tap with the credit card or the chip, and that's fine, but I, I'm not doing the phone thing. What about you, Samantha? I pay with the Target app and Starbucks with my phone. I don't think I use anything else. I never set up like the Google Pay or anything like that. I'm in the same boat. I, I use the Starbucks app for buying uh, overpriced coffees, but that's pretty much it. I don't think I bought a Starbucks coffee in like a while. You're training. I know. I mean, I even went out like whenever I go out with my mom, we always get coffee. We've gone out two weekends straight. We did not get coffee. And I think I figured out the reason why. Because when you go out, like when you go to Target, they have a Starbucks in like every single Target down here. You cannot sip and stroll. You can't enjoy your coffee because you're wearing a mask. And I feel like an idiot trying to like lift it up just to stick the straw in there. And I'm like, this is not pleasant at all. I'm not enjoying this. I'm not strolling. I'm painfully drinking this coffee. So I have just decided when I go to Target, I'm like, 
maybe I'll grab one on the way out. And I just spent $200. Like, I don't think I should spend any more money. I need to just get out of here. So I just get out. I don't know. Like, I kind of miss that, you know, going out, getting a coffee and then just walking around shopping, but gotta wear the mask now. What about you, Schweitz? What's something that you miss that's been sort of taken away by the pandemic that at least Nessa, you didn't think was going to be something that was going to be taken away? Daycare. Oh, that's still down here in Florida. We got that. (laughs) Ours closed, but they, uh, there's, there are still functioning daycares, but we also understand that I can be home with the kid and we don't need to take a spot right now. So, ah, uh, what do I miss? I don't know. I just miss like going out for pizza, like just going, sitting down at a bar, just eating, watching a sporting event in, you know, someplace that's not my living room. That's probably what I, what I would say I miss outside of the seeing family and that kind of stuff. Jumping back to you for a second, Samantha, when you go to Target, are you still a stroller? Where you walking around and sort of looking and ah, do I need this? Do I need that? Ooh, let's look at what's over here. Or are you more target targeted, pun intended, with your shopping habits now? So I go to Target with a list and I pray that I stick to the list and then I don't stick to the list. Then I just see, but here's the thing, I'm never going there looking to pay full price for anything. I always go there like, all right, I'll pay full price for the thing that's on the list, but God help me, if I find a clearance item, that's going in the basket. So I like justify the purchase because I saved so much money. So I like, if I'm looking at clothes, I'll like, oh, there's a clearance rack. There's always a clearance rack. So I'm always drawn to it. And I'm like, well, you know, it's, oh, it's only $8 and it was 20. So realistically I saved a lot of money if I grab this right now. And I just like, I don't know, like I have this urge to get it because it's such a good deal where if it was full price, I would never have grabbed it kind of thing. All right. And I asked because we were away last weekend and New York, where I am, doesn't have Walmarts. And we went to Walmart and I sort of enjoyed sort of just walking up and down a bunch of aisles and looking and seeing like, you know, I do need a whisk and it's going to be cheaper here than it's going to be cheaper anyplace else. So I'll toss that in the basket or I needed, you know, there was, I picked up like windshield wiper fluid, which you never know you need until yours runs out and you're walking, you're driving down the road and you're like, damn, this damn snow and I can't get it off my window or the mud from, from that. So that's what sort of I asked, but I think we're just going to wrap it up here. We sort of meandered here and there and everywhere. And uh, I feel like we strolled, we strolled through this podcast. We very much did. Stroll. Very good way to claim it. So thank you very much for joining us again. Another week of midweek mentions. I am Ant at Stiano in Brooklyn. Samantha, where can we find you? You find me at Samantha Y26. And you, Schweitz? At Schweitz underscore A-Y. Also, get well soon, Will. Yes, very much. Our point guard, Will, is is fighting some uh, illnesses, and we hope he's back with us next week. And lastly, we had Mayor Matt from Cartersville, Georgia, at Santini Matt, S-A-N-T-I-N-I-M-A-T-T. Thank you very much for joining us for New York Ventures, and we'll look forward to talking to you again next week. Bye. All right, good job, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.